Welcome to another week of No Cap with the boys. That's right. How are you, Ben? Very good. Thanks for that. That's, that's perfect. Jacob, how are you, man? Good, mate. I thought we were starting like an NBA podcast now with that accent we had going. <laughs> and Fred, how are you, mate? Research guru. Yeah, good, mate. Massive week in rugby league. Um, controversial, sad. Go straight to uh, Sunday before we get to any of the uh, issues. Uh, Bob Fulton. Uh, passed away on Sunday, Manly legend, uh, one of the original immortals, pretty much put Manly on the map, and um, you saw with the outcry and um, <coughs> the responses from everyone, how much he meant to people, even Hugh Jackman put a tweet out, so um, yeah, he was massive for Manly, put him on the map, uh, as a player, one of the greatest ever, uh, we never got to watch him, we can only see highlights, but you know, his moment, his biggest moment was, they say, the 73 grand final, it was probably the most violent grand final in history. And um, he was the only one playing rugby league in that game. And he, he pretty much single-handedly won the game for Manly. Is this the one against the Sharks? Against the Sharks, yeah. And um, he won, went on to win three premierships with them as a player. Played for the Roosters as well. Had success there. And also became a, a really successful coach. Coached East to a grand final. Coached Manly as well to two premierships. Went to a number of grand finals with them. Um, was the Australian coach, won two World Cups. And, yeah, you saw even the responses from rugby league figures, like a lot, you know, how much he meant to their careers as not only a coach, player, but a mentor. And not some only rugby league figures, media figures too, right? Yeah, Hadley. 100%, Paul Kent, all those guys. Um, and it was good that he's getting a state funeral. Um, Tommy should have got one. He didn't get one at the time. Um, they didn't actually give him, they didn't actually give Bob Ford a state funeral and then, Again, a massive outcry from the public, um, and they reversed the decision, and it was fair enough because if so many people get state funerals, you don't even know who their name is. You don't even know who they are, what they cont- contributed to society. But rugby league needs to be on that pedestal because that means you know people start. You start wondering, does it, does anyone even care about rugby league? Um, yeah. So it was important he got one. Yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Obviously, it was before our time. We we didn't get to watch him play, but. Just the way everyone's responded to this shows the sort of person he was, and you know the role he he played, not just for his team or but for the whole game. Like you said, he was a great player, and also from you know what we've been hearing, a great coach, and then went on to be a great icon of yeah. the game of rugby league, um, helping you know players. Um, he like, also even sees influence the last yeah. 10 years, 20 years in the junior development of Manly. Yeah, of he had a massive end in that. They're very successful. And you can see even, you know, if you look, they found Josh Schuster, you know, for instance. That was one of yeah. his last finds. And, you know, see how he's developed and how he's blossomed into a great player. Just shows you, he's still, you know, some people, some some figures, the game goes by them. This guy was always on the ball. He knew everything up to even now, you know, even when he was sick. He knew the game. He knew he knew what was happening. So um, it's yeah. a massive loss. Condolences to the family. And, um, yeah, it'll be sorely missed 100%. Um, yeah, back to the footy. A lot of crap happened this week. Um, it was a wild weekend. The upsets. The suspensions. The tackles still continuing. I think now we're at 29 in the last two weeks that have been suspended. I mean, at this rate, apparently in the Daly M, if you get suspended twice or more, you're ineligible. I honestly think it's going to be about 40 players ineligible by the, by the time the Daly M's roll around. Um, but the one, the major one was Victor Radley. 
Got sin bin twice in a game, put on report four times. Ended up copping five weeks of the judiciary. Um, to me, it's a joke, honestly. Uh, the, the hits didn't cause anyone to be you know, sent to HIA. It was done you know, in defense of... His, his halfback, Sam Walker, was getting bumped and punished all game. Yeah. And he's there just to make a statement to let Pangon know he's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. You, I, love, I love the aggression from him. Yeah. He's a great player, brings aggression. Things like that is what lifts the team. Especially when you're down and you're losing and you need something. like Someone like that boosts the team and gets that energy pumping again. So, look, yeah, it didn't you know, knock anyone out, thankfully, or you know, no one copped any severe injuries. But I can sort of understand what the NRL are trying to do here. I just, I just still think that the way that they've sort of implemented this change so suddenly without sort of... I, I like like James Graham was saying the other night, like they haven't really spoken to him about what they want and how they want it. Like it's easy to say, you know, you can't hit the head. But at the end of the day, you're playing a contact sport. When you sign up to play this sport, you sign up for stuff like this to happen. The main thing is they're trying to rub out the intent to the head. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think we've, like I said last week, everyone knows you can't hit the head. There are some players that want to take, someone loses their mind and they take someone out. Yeah, they get sent off, fair enough. But Radley was trying to change the game. And unfortunately, it changed the game for the worse for That's the right. Roosters. That's right. And they copped it. Yeah. And Brisbane, to their credit, took advantage of it. I know you're not happy. Yeah. No, 100% I'm not. Because, you got forwards that, Make the game interesting by playing that way. Yes, I was upset. I was for it last week when Magic Round happened and they implemented it. But this week it's overdone. Like they've sending Victor Radley off for okay, probably one of those tackles was too high or irresponsible. But putting him on report four times and two sin bins, two like two sin bins. One of them was needed. The other one wasn't. Like. You can't be doing that. You, it's an overreaction. Like, find the middle line and do it slowly. Like, tell these players what you want during the off-season. Don't do it halfway through the season now. And I, I personally also think that the refs still don't understand the rule to the full no, extent. They don't. And they're still a bit confused. And they're under pressure themselves because it's being drilled into them now that anything that touches the head, they got to go. Well, for, there was like two games, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was the Penrith game, and there was another game where they they were high, they were contact to the head, but they got warned. I think it was the Sharks game. They got warned twice or something. No one copped the sin bin, <laughs> but then other games they copped about four sin bins. So yeah, like some refs are kind of not overdoing it, and some refs are. There's no again. Let's go yeah, back to the issue. You got to find the middle ground. Either tell all refs to overdo it. Or just tell refs to calm down because this will ruin the game. Like, or the there cons- won't be a game to watch. Like, oh. people turn on the TV to see a great mobile forward like Victor Radley go out there and energise his team with big shots, big hits, big tackles. All right, big tackles doesn't mean he needs to hit people in the head. But, hey, look, if a shoulder nips someone's chin... It's an accident. It's not like he did it on purpose. Like no, he didn't. Yeah, and you know yourself, uh, so that w- the way we teach tackles now is get two people up top. We yeah. don't that around the leg stuff. 
we you don't teach. No, and, because and it's it's for their yeah, safety, but yeah, as well. Because if and you if you tackle too low, you're gonna cop it all, but you're gonna cop it. Yeah. You're gonna cop something that'll concuss you. And <laughs> and if the bloke you're tackling does does late footwork, which a lot of forwards do now because everyone is so much quicker and stronger and faster and all the rest of it, more mobile. Like there's a greater chance that something like that's gonna happen. Yeah, of course. Like if the bloke copped the hit that hasn't ruled him out. I'm not saying a careless tackle, but I'm saying if he just touches it, like, is that worth a simbin? I don't think so. No, right? because you, is Pangai out this week? No. Is uh, Xavier Coates out this week? No, like is no one is any of those guys that he's here, or uh, what's his name, Alec Kelly, he's playing. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a contact. It was just a little, you know, it was a, it got him, it caught him, but it didn't take the guy out. If it took the guy out, I'd say fair enough, he's gone. Yeah. Fair enough, he's simbin. Because the guy's now going off for HIA. Yeah, like what happened with Pappenhausen, that's fair enough. Exactly. 100%. But that was just, he just got targeted, man, by the ref. That was on purpose to me, man. And and, and he lost his he lost his head, yeah. man. And unfortunately, yeah. he did because he's trying to make up for it. And it's just getting worse and worse. It's just going to a spiral. Now, if we get a lot of players going saying, I don't want to play in the NRL. I want to go to the Super League. I want to go to yeah. French rugby. I want to go to... You know, super rugby, whatever it may be. Is the NRL gonna say, "Look, we got we got to change something because yeah, we're we're losing a lot of talent." Yeah, but I mean, it's <laughs> there's these fears that Peter Valandis has that are coming out of nowhere. Now he's bringing the government into it, saying the government might stop the game and saying that if he doesn't do anything. No, I mean that's what he said. But but that's not a good luck to, to us. That's just noise it's just like white noise like there's no backup there's an explanation about it it's just to scare everyone like there's always going to be accidents you got that like it's like there's always going to be mistakes in a game you can't like coach the perfect game players can't play the perfect game because the quickness of the game now does contribute to how they they tackle how they you know maybe might stuff up and like i said if it causes major injury unfortunately you got to go yeah, but if it doesn't cause anything and the guys get it up laughing and and they're going at each other, play on. Yeah. Just play on. Yeah. Now he misses Origin. Now a Crichton copped it as well. He's Two gone. Weeks, yeah. Um, the Roosters, I mean, look at the Roosters. They've got so much injuries and suspensions. They're, it's the last thing they needed. I don't know where they're going. Um, the NRL, NRL friends probably rejoiced that something went against them. <laughs> um, but in terms of Origin... Um, yeah, I mean they're losing a lot of a lot of stars by the week. Um, I'm I'm scared for Origin itself the way it's going to be refed, to be honest. But yeah, I I hope that that mentality. I hope the ref that that didn't overdo it. Maybe I think it was Grant Atkins or something. I think I hope he refs Origin because if you get one of those refs that Simbin any bloody contact to the head, it's going to be eight on eight out there. Honestly, you know he's he's probably now that they've obviously done a review on his game. And they've said, why haven't you seen been him? 100%. And now he's got a lot of pressure. And then you watch this week, if he's refereeing the game, he's going to probably have to overreact. And that's not his fault. That's just because that's what's being told from upstairs and he has to listen to him. Yeah. Otherwise, he loses his Look, job, which is the sad. The change wasn't true. meant to come mid-season or whatever it is. The change happens at the end of the year when they've played the final whistle. You bring in the, the players after their four weeks holiday, six weeks holiday, and you tell them, look, this rule's coming into play from this year. If you don't follow it, there's going to be sim bins, there's going to be harsh penalties, you're going to be put on report, and suspensions are going to happen. 
You don't bring the rule in halfway through the season. You don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Abdo, Valandis and Annesley need to get something right and they need to do it soon. Well, I mean, we've got to wait and see because yeah, this is going to be everywhere going to be talking about this, honestly. Um, another saga that's just appeared the last day uh, is George Williams, a Canberra Raiders halfback. Um, he hasn't been playing well all year and kind of got a, a, a reason why a couple of weeks ago he's claiming you know, he's homesick, he's not well, um, he wants to go back, asking for a release. And this turned into a debacle. I mean, yeah. you know, you heard that he was he was released yesterday and then he came out on Twitter and said, no, I haven't been released. They've kicked me out. And then James Hooper's come back. He's the one who's reported on it, saying, uh, mate, have you told you know your teammates you actually want to move clubs? You want to go somewhere near the beach? It's become this stupid saga. Uh, I know you have an issue with the research guru. Yeah, I've got a massive issue with well, it. What's the issue? <coughs> well, so, someone, someone's lying here. Someone's not telling the truth. Well, it's not about someone not telling the truth. Maybe his agent did do that, but maybe he just, maybe he would have thought, okay, maybe George wants a little bit more money. Maybe that will cure his homesickness. No. You never know. But at the same time, why is Hooper going back at him just because he was put up, put on the spot? Like, why is that, why is that George's Because fault? his reputation's on the line. His reputation is on the line. Yeah. Here. Oh, I think, I think that, He's asked for a release a few times. They haven't probably come to the party. And at the end of the day, when you're signing someone from another country, this things these things are, are bound to happen. His wife's pregnant. They probably want to be around family. She, you know, she's probably struggling to do it by herself here, which is fair enough. Yeah, and COVID, um, COVID didn't help. Yeah, and that didn't help. Like, they can't come and go. Um, and look, at the end of the day... If he's homesick and goes to another NRL club, no one's ever going to take him seriously. The NRL shouldn't allow it. No one's going to respect him. But I genuinely don't think that that's the case. I think he's going back to England and to spend time with his family and make sure he's doing what's best for his family. And like we we saw the same thing with uh, Bateman, you know, the end of last yeah, year. And, and, and same story. Lo, same and, lo and behold, yeah, James Hooper so was behind that story. It doesn't help yeah. that Canberra's a boring place either. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, I get that, but you know, like, here's the thing: in my estimation, yeah, they have tried to help him, the Canberra Raiders. Genuinely, they have put stuff around him. Yeah, but when he said he's not coming to training and he wants a week off, you know, he feels that the response to that was overdone, severe, because you know Ricky's probably had it, had enough. Someone in upper management with Ricky has made a decision. He said, you know what, sack this. We don't need him if he's going to play play games like that. And George Williams now feels like they've thrown him out. You know, they've kicked him out. They haven't really actually looked after him here. They don't care about his health. They don't care about his mental well-being. You know, both sides have a point here because George Williams probably feels like he's been hard done by. You know, people, you know, even though people are questioning, but doesn't he want to release now? But he's saying he wants to release at the end of the year. But he needs a wage. He needs to feed his family too. Unfortunately, these are the, these are weeks he's going to have. He's going to have up and down weeks, yeah. and I feel like the club had a responsibility. But then again, his contract doesn't say he can take a week off on a week, you know, here and there. So Canberra's made a decision. The problem Ricky's got now is that players weren't notified, and players are backing George Williams. There might come a time here in the next week or two where you're going you're to have a rumor saying that Ricky might have lost the dressing room because on the back page tomorrow, Hodgson's come out and said. 
My mate's getting kicked out. It's unfair. So he might be speaking on behalf of the players here. There must, there might be a rift here between the players and the coach. Scary time for Canberra. Well, yeah, because it might result in Ricky going. To be honest, but Jacob, but Jacob also mentioned, I think this was a while ago, but he mentioned that like they came out and they they were talking about trying to find a way to better suit him. He can't leave at the moment, but they're going to do everything that they can. I don't know if you remember that from a while ago. And then it just must have escalated. Well, well, he didn't want to come to training and he didn't want to play this week. He just said, hey, I don't feel like playing this week. Yeah, you can't do that. But that's what you're going to have with him because he's not feeling well. He's not going to give you your best. He hasn't been playing at his best this year. At the end of the day, Canberra just wish, like, at the end of the day, you've you've done everything you can. If he doesn't want to be here, we'll support you in going back home. Whatever you need, we'll Mm. help you. And we'll get you on the next flight possible, you know, sort everything out and we'll get you out. And then that's it. And the NRL will probably, you know, give um, the Raiders their money or whatever. Well, they paid, well, they're, they're spewing because they paid $200,000 to get it. For a release fee, didn't they? So, yeah. they're, they're obviously not getting their money's worth and they're not getting the best they thought they were getting out of him. So, that's um, probably why Canberra sort of played a bit of hardball if they did because mm. they've lost a fair bit of coin here now. All right. What are your thoughts, Ben? Because... If I could say something, I'm on. I'm not on Ricky's side 100%, but also George Williams probably performed for last time his best performance for Canberra was the when they first bought him. He t- he took about six to eight weeks to warm up uh, to to the club to get into the rhythm. Um, Josh Hodgson coming out and putting that in the paper or that report in the paper that they've thrown out my mate to the street or whatever it is. I haven't seen that. And I'm not going to see it. Todson's apparently, the rumour has it, he's on his way out and he's heading to a different NRL club at the end of the year. He wants to go, Bulldogs. To, a, he wants to, go to a sunnier state. And no, it's not the Bulldogs, we wish, but we're not getting a decent hooker anytime oh, soon. Man, I've heard some rumours, bro. Okay, no worries. And look, Ricky is very close with the, the front office uh and uh, the front room at Canberra, and it's not like they're going to get rid of him. So Ricky is the heart and soul of Canberra. He's like rejuvenated that club to to be a bit better and to be in the top eight for the last four or five years. He'll find a way to get it back there, whether it's with George Williams, without George Williams, with Josh Hodgson, without Josh Hodgson. Yes, the injury to their full uh, to their main fullback. Um, I can't say uh, pronounce his name, so I'm not going to. Nickel Clockstar, yeah. Um, has played an effect. Um, hopefully he's back on the field soon. We saw what the effect that Manly had with their fullback being out. I'm pretty sure the same situation is happening at Canberra. The the fullback is the main like player that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you're losing two of your spine. You're losing two big players, man. That's very hard to recover from. You t- you telling me Sam Williams can't come in and do a job? No, no not like no, that. Not like that. He'll do he'll do he'll do his job, but he's not gonna win you games, man. He's not gonna. It's, set it's the, all the falling on. You us. just need him to come out and do a job. It's so all falling on wide and Ricky, Ricky as a number seven, you need to do more than a job. Ricky just needs his team to finish. Yeah, but eight. I'm going back to what I said before. The players have not received a suitable explanation for what's happened. It hasn't had the, the players are not gonna be mentally. In tuned with what Ricky wants, man. I'm telling you, that happens in a team, bro. 
I get what you're saying. In a, in a perfect world, yeah, great, that'll happen. But if the players are not on board, Ricky's got an issue. You can't kick 17 players out if they got an issue with you. He's had issues with nearly every player in that team, man. Look what happened to Tuppany. Look what happened to Papali'i, bro. He's having issues. So that is only leading down to one road. Ricky might be gone soon. Unfortunately. <laughs> Who are they going to bring in to go coach? Who cares? That they have a lot of matter. coaches out that there. That doesn't matter. It does not matter. That doesn't matter. You know, if he's not being truthful with his teammates, that's a big issue, man. Once you lose the dressing, the the the, the room, the the change room, forget it. It's so I'd imagine it'd be so hard to win them back. And without you know them on your side, they're not going to buy into what you do. And it, their their performances on the weekend, they they don't care. They get them paid. They don't care. So. So the, the next step is probably Hodgson on your lot. You're right. The next step is probably Hodgson on his way out. If that doesn't fix the sh- situation there at Canberra, then he's got a big issue. That's that's why I say it. But who replaces Hot uh, Starling? Well, Starling's already starting anyway. Yeah, that's it. So, anyway, we'll see how this develops. Um, <coughs> moving on, uh, Manly, massive win against Parramatta. Unbelievable. Outplayed him, outclassed him. Tommy was at his best. Um... They've won one, five of their last six, I think. Yeah. And the loss came against Penrith. Yeah. And they're probably the only team this year, besides Storm, that's given them a proper game. Yeah, I think it was like 28-16. Like yeah, in the end. And it was it was a six-point, four-point game, I think, for most of that game. That leads to me asking, is Manly a premiership threat this year? Personally, I think they are, if they can keep this team together. Well, I think they are, as long as... Turbo's playing. 100%. The moment, and we know how injury prone he is. I don't wish that upon him. But if he is to go down again, they're going to go back to their old ways. Like they've won their last five out of six games and they're four and against at the moment. It's plus nine. It's crazy. Plus nine. That's how much they, that's how far back they were. That's how far back they were without him. So And they, and they haven't just been winning games. Like they won by what, 22 points against... Uh, para. para, they won by forty something points against Brisbane. Like they've been, they beat, smashed the Tigers, smashed the Titans. Like yeah, they've so been, that's how much they had to come back from the brink, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So that, look, I don't know. As long as he's fit, that's it. They're on. If he's not in the team, they're yeah. worse than the dogs. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. swear, the way and, they were playing, and a massive credit as well to their number nine Croker who. Never played like he's not a dummy half. He's, he's a not five eight, dummy half, no. and you know he's been thrown into this position this year with everything that's sort of happened at the club, and he's doing a great job. And um, I really think that if they can keep this going, and you know Turbo stays fit, they'll be there. They'll they can they can fight for a top five spot. Um, oh, I yeah. I, th- I think as well. Yeah, fight for a top five spot. Yeah, they'll be beating Parrot to that top four spot, huh, Bob? We, 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 we can't we can't confirm that. Well, coming third at the well, he's on a high here, Ben, because you know he said manly. He yeah, put all right. his he put all the his chips in the but, bloody. But like the thing is, if Turbo goes down, okay, I don't obviously don't wish it upon him. If he goes down, they're done. Yep. Like they don't have, they don't have what Penrith have in regards to depth or that next person that can take him to that next level. No, it's they're not a team. Congratulations, by the way. On, um, um, thank you, um, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> from what I saw from Manly on the weekend, I think they're throwing all their resources at keeping one player very fit and healthy. Well, so I hope they he do, wasn't mate. even part of their their massage. They're not allowing 
any random massage therapist, any random physio, any random person touch their superstar athlete. That's well, inside. That's inside info here. They're, they're info. like literally, they're like guarding him with like the and best so quali- uh, the best you, quality. You can't even say you can't even say hello to him. No, no, you can't the, say the, nothing the, to him. You can't say nothing to him. He's not. Uh, he's nowhere to be seen. Like he comes off the paddock. And he'll be literally... Did they preserve him in a bubble there? or No, no. They're not that drastic. But like... Mate, they've got new technologies out, uh, that they're trialling out in the northern beaches. And new... Um, Inside uh, scoop. And new stuff. So, the, how he knows all um, this. so they've got like physios and inf- uh, that come out with infrared and red light... Um, point to trigger point muscles and stuff what like that. What the hell that. does that even mean, man? It's uh, unbelievable. They, they don't explain they're, it. They're, 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 they're just finding new ways to yeah, rejuvenate their players. But well, good on them and I hope that he stays fit and because they're an exciting team to watch and I'm, I'm like enjoying watching them at the at moment. The, at the Roosters when Minnie was there, he had the same issues with his body. Hamstring, back, it all led to that situation. And he changed his diet, he changed the way that he was training and it got him back to the premiership player that he once was and won one more premiership and played State of Origin one more time and for Australia one more time before he finally hung up the boot. I want to ask this question. Do you think any other player in the in the game could have gone into that team No. six weeks ago and done what he's done? No. And it affected the team like that? No. So to me, that means he's the most valuable player in the comp. Like He's the most valuable player in, in the NRL, I'm is he not? I'm not going to bag any of the other, other teams out, but like... You got Newcastle. They've got um, Pierce out, and when you got their main player KP out, um, they, they struggle. Like Ponga coming back hasn't done. He, he's helped them, but he hasn't done much. Manly were in a worse position than Newcastle. Manly was at the Bulldogs level. Yeah, and they had Cherry Evans on the field, and they had Cherry, and they had everyone at the, on the field. Yeah, there is no other player in the NRL that could have gone into that team six weeks ago and done what he's done, Tom Turbo. He's the most valuable player in the comp, without he, a doubt to me. More a, valuable, more valuable than Cleary couldn't have done that. No way Cleary could have done that. Yeah, well, he's good to watch, and hopefully he does that for the Blues in a few. Well, weeks. That, yeah. So I mean, again, can he last a season? I have to wait and see. Hope so. Let's go straight into the uh, round twelve preview. Um, just can we up. can we bring up one more subject? Yeah, sure. Boys, what do you think about these players getting bagged on social media? Like seriously, mm. like it's getting overdone now. It's wrong, yeah. but like social the, media is powerful. Like, I get that I, I'm a bit biased because I work at some of these clubs. But once again, like some of these players <laughs> leave everything out there on the field. Like, you can't ask for more. Like, let's no, say they, they they have a laugh with the uh, the opposite uh, the opposition player after the game. We bag him out if they cry and they look upset. After the game, like Latrell did last year when Wayne Bennett, um, and Jack Bird, uh, uh, Jack Bird this yeah. year in the dressing room copped it. Like it is unfair that these players get bagged because they ruined someone's multi. They're, they're crying in the shed. They're having a laugh. These players are humans. Like you got to give them a break. Like, but look, uh, these people uh, that do it half the time they're all trolls. Like, yeah, they, they come from doing fake it from a- fake profiles. Yeah, they're fake accounts. Um, so and, they're- and they'll never say it to your face. And the only thing I can say is. If you know someone that's doing it, like the best thing to do is just to say, put your head in because at the end of the day, if you're not going to say it to their face, don't say it at all. And those that player's family, you know, his partner, his kids, 
they're on social media and they see that and that's the last thing you want to see like one of the players mum's having to read through that like that's hard stuff to like, you don't want to see and even the refs as well like that they people bag out the refs the same thing like the refs have families as well that and you know kids and that that will go on social media and read all these comments so like i think i think maybe they should oh, i don't know like a fine but that if it's come from a fake profile you can't really i don't know if they can trace it or whatever but well they tracked down Latrell's um yeah birth. someone came out and said they pleaded guilty and whatever but uh, yeah you can't you can't find every one of them yeah you, you can't know, it's very just difficult and the thing is this stuff's not going to just go away there's forums social media as long like as if you expose them and you don't, you probably see him stop doing it. Yeah. If you expose them, like like Josh Morris did a few weeks ago, he exposed them. That person won't bag anyone out yeah, again. Yeah, you go embarrassed, you know, you know? So and and that's it. They won't they, do it cause, again. Because what they think is they think you don't see it or you don't read it. I'm telling you now, players see it and they read it. But my advice to players is to just who gives a shit, Stay, sack them. Like, why, why should they affect your lives? Like random cunts. Like if it's someone proper, if someone it's a proper profile, whatever. Yeah, maybe, all right? Maybe it's a proper fan, but there is no one, no proper fan, no actual someone that follows the game will do that to a player. It's all coming from fake profiles, people who want to be smart asses, people who want to be fucking heroes, yeah? Sorry for swearing, but that are doing this to these players. If you see a fake profile, my advice to players is just delete, get rid of it. But I think the good thing as well is with them actually calling people out. 100%. It... It takes away from people bullying, just normal people as well on social yeah. media as well. Yeah. So it takes away from the cyber bullying. It calls it out. Yeah. And all social media platforms are now there. They're cracking down on it. I know Instagram is. I know Facebook is. So we'll see where it goes. I reckon they should all be called out. And but it's very tough to get every single person, you know. Exactly. And and to, and to me, I just feel like these shit messages they cop. Just delete. Like no one delete. cares about your multi. Yeah. I don't no. even care about my own. You know, the worst thing you can do is give these people, uh, what do you call it, the recognition. They don't even deserve recognition. They don't even deserve your reply. Like you know what I mean? This Just throw them in the bin. Like this play that we're it. talking about has come back from two massive injuries, two years in a row to come back on the third year to, to make an NRL side. Yeah. And he's doing his best. Like, give him a break. Yeah, and look, people got called out the Jack Bird thing. People did get called out, like, and it was good. That's what we want to see, you know. Another po- uh, another good person that um, runs a different podcast to us manages one of his mates' uh, uh, high-profile Instagrams, and he sees the disgusting messages that his mate cops for no reason. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it's unfair. Like it's, it's, I'm it's glad bad. that I don't see any of these messages because it's, it's slack. Yeah. No, look, no, it's fair, 100%. And look, we, we never wish it upon them. Um, but like I said, bro, you're gonna keep cop- you, they're going to keep copping it. And like again, I say it, just ignore them, man. That's the best thing you can do. Ignore them, move on, sack them. Who's a crap? Um, yeah, thanks for bringing that to light, Ben. That's good. Um, round 12, NRL. Tomorrow night, Broncos storm. Broncos massive win against the Roosters. Yeah, like Wish, if, you know, if pe- we previewed this before last Saturday, we'd be saying another smashing. But yeah, mate, I don't know. Like, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. With bloody sin bins and with yeah, I know. I you know. know the way momentum is yeah. now being controlled by Look, that. 
Melbourne are in a better p- position than the Roosters are at the moment regarding oh, yeah. injuries and suspensions and all the rest of it. Melbourne don't lose at Suncorp, um, as we've sort of discovered no. over the years. And I think they'll they'll look after business tomorrow night. But I, I thought, you know, two weeks ago, Manly played um, Brisbane. And the week before that, Brisbane beat the Gold Coast. So I thought Brisbane would give Manly a crack during Magic Round. So, you know, a lot of people would think Brisbane are going to give Melbourne a crack tomorrow. But I don't know. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I mean. Just not yet. No, Not yet. Look, they they showed they showed up against Penrith. Yeah, you know, so they are capable. This this Broncos team of of just making it a game, if they want it, if they sh- if they turn up. But Melbourne, man, I don't know. I couldn't even recognise their spine last week, um, and and they came belted Canberra down at Canberra. Like they're on another level. Um, Brenda Smith's back for the Melbourne Storm. Craig Bellamy's designed the team where. The player that steps up is in there to do a job, no 100%. matter who you are. Yeah, Milford's back for Broncos. I mean, it's probably, what, his third chance already this year. I don't know where his career is going. Uh, but for me, Melbourne, man. Melbourne, I'll, I'll, be respect, I'll be respectable here. Ten points. They'll beat them by ten. I'll match you ten and say that they'll beat them by 20. Melbourne, yeah? Melbourne 30, yeah. All right, Friday night, North Queensland versus the Warriors up in Townsville. That's uh, a tough game. That's a big game. North Queensland, yeah, they're going They're going okay. Yeah, they played uh, against Newcastle. They let them back into the game. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they're getting wins regardless. And it's – their season's changed. Um, but Tamalolo's out, so that's a big out that, for them. That's going to hurt them. And Warriors, as you saw last week, Walsh is flying at the moment. Man, so. Warriors, man, they're becoming one of the most exciting teams to watch. Um, yeah, and with Tamalolo out, I, I would have thought Cowboys, but then with Tamalolo out, I'd I'd have to pick the Warriors here. So yeah, and um, yeah, Reese Walsh is just killing at the moment, pushing Tuvasa Shek to a wing, but like Tuvasa Shek's roaming, so it does it's just an. And that's just a name, you know what I mean? They're playing with two fullbacks. Yeah. They have to have them on the field. Yeah, for me, Warriors, man. I think they'll get the win. Yeah, same. Warriors. Cool. All right. Uh, Friday night after that one, uh, West Tigers, St. George Lawara. West Tigers. Yeah. Look, if I, I'm allowed to comment, comment on this. No, game. you're not allowed. <laughs> um, this is a Tigers home game, and I usually would have gone... With the Tigers, but Madge is making a lot of changes to that side. I don't think Tigers are going to be up for the job. Um, uh, Moses um, by might not have the greatest game, seeing that there's a lot of rumours saying that he, uh, Dragons are asking Tigers for his earlier release and stuff you, like that. Are you claiming that Moses is going to play as a double agent Friday night? No, I'm not claiming. It's just he might have an off game. No, if he's going to the Dragons, he'd want to play to impress. So, um, I think it's going to be a tricky game. Obviously, St. George still have a few plays missing. Tigers welcome back James Roberts. So, I'm going to pick the Tigers here. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Tigers, man. I think Tigers, regardless of what issues they've got, they should win. Um, I usually go with you guys on the Tigers factor, but I'm going with the Dragons. Okay. Well, we'll just have to see, mate. Um, Saturday afternoon, uh, probably game of the round, Penrith-Canterbury. <laughs> um, yeah, Penrith. Uh, Penrith's on another level, man. Um, yeah, the way they're playing at the moment is unbelievable. The way they dismantled South Sydney. Yeah. 
and every week. It was just, bloody embarrassing. To turn up every week is not easy. No. Nah. Like, for them to be on, on song every week is not easy. And but the they, way love, they, do it, they love it, man. The way they do it is just unbelievable. <laughs> They've just got such a great team there. And, like, that bond that they have is just unreal. And you see it out on the field. And um, like Benny was saying, they'll probably go 20 and 0, whatever it is. So, um you're probably right, Ben. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, your prediction's still on. So the dogs will give them a crack this week, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon they'll win, but they'll win 1-12. to 12. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I honestly wouldn't be shocked because everyone's just, like, just preparing, you know, judgment day for Canterbury. Like, it's going to be a massacre. What, but uh, what you reckon Penrith's going to take the pedal, uh, take their foot off the pedal for no, us? No, but Canterbury's not going to surely lay down. They've, they should probably should have beaten Titans last week, honestly. They had so many, so many players, and we still could, uh, couldn't get. I win. know, but they had opportunities to win, which is it's an improvement. And I mean, that's all I can say about that. They got players coming back: Hetherington, yeah. Jackson, yeah, Topine, Topine's Topine, in. Yeah. Um, I like that Topine's playing number nine. Yeah, Flanagan's still in the outer, but hopefully he impresses and he keeps Katoa reserve grade after suspension. So, um, yeah, like for me, it's still going to be Penrith. I hope one to twelve, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to say Penrith for 1-12 as well. Yeah, Penrith in a close one. Uh, South Sydney, Parramatta, both teams coming off a really poor performance last week. South Sydney, I mean, I knew they'd probably lose, but not like that. No way. But, you know, know, it might might be a method to the madness of Wayne Bennett. He has a real... Doesn't reveal too much. He doesn't, doesn't. He likes the other team to reveal everything they've got. So later on when it matters, he, yeah. and, he can and get them. He does that a fair bit. Like yeah. The way the, the Rabbitohs finished last season, well, I remember they lost to the Dogs and then the week later they smashed the Roosters and went into the finals like that. And they could have. They almost beat Panthers in the prelim. Yeah. So when they beat, when they lost to the Dogs, we all thought that's it. They're going to be finished yeah. here. And the way they just went on with it was unbelievable. It's going to be a tough game. Mm. I've picked Parramatta here by four points. Like, yeah. That's how close. Um, but just to see how both teams respond to that, I don't know. South Sydney probably a bit more experienced, um, especially within the halves there. So they'll control the game a bit better. But I think. I don't know. I just think Parramatta might have that extra drive in them to get them over the line. They were, they were off the pace last week, Parramatta. They, again, they probably had opportunities to get back into that game. They didn't take it. They made a silly mistake here. A couple of decisions went against them. Probably that 10-minute period when they had the player up, they probably could have taken that game back, but they didn't. Credit to Manly there. Um, probably just an off week. They'll be back to they'll be back to form this week. Be a good game. I think maybe South's just... Uh, I, I'm always a controversial um, with this team, and I'm picking South by a 30. <laughs> Can I honestly ask you, yeah? Honestly, yeah? What's your issue? There is, no, no, there is no thought process. <laughs> There's no an issue. issue. I got no issue. Because, like, you were right last week. Great. Now you've doubled and tripled down on this one. 30? Yeah, 30. So you're telling me... They're going to have a 70-point reversal this week, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That's how big it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. We'll soon find out. Sydney Roosters, Canberra Raiders. I mean, <sighs> if it wasn't for the Canberra Raiders issues, I'd say they've got a big chance here. Yeah. Too much going on at Canberra at the moment. Even though Roosters have all these suspensions and injuries. Injuries. I just think they're probably in a better headspace at the moment yeah. compared to Canberra. Mm. Um, like you guys were saying earlier, he's probably lost a dressing room in Ricky Stewart. So Maybe. I think 
Canberra playing at uh, Pen- uh, Roosters, sorry, playing at Central Coast. Bit different, bit of a different scene, but I think they'll still get the win here today. Uh, tonight. Yeah. Oh, on that night, yeah. yeah. I think Canberra will still turn up, but again, they have not fixed the issues. They play great first half, fade out second half. I don't get it, honestly. But yeah, Sydney Roosters for me. Sydney Roosters for me by 24. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Cronulla Sharks versus Titans. Titans, uh, David Feeder's back. That's all you got to know. Ash Taylor's back too. Well, and um, but on the other side, SJ's back and Andrew Fafita's in. Well, it's a big boost for them, but I honestly see Gold Coast can't lose this one. Yeah, Sharks weren't too impressive last week considering how many players the Dragons had out. But, but they um, got the win. They did get the win, you know, in Golden Point. I Their first win under new coach Josh Haney. Ha, ha, sorry. Haney. Who? <laughs> yeah. I think the way the Gold Coast would have taken a little bit of confidence or a bit of a boost out of that win last week. I know it was against the Dogs, but, um, you know, why? they got no, no reason to not win this game on Sunday. It'll be a good game. Um, I think it'll be high scoring. Both both teams got something to prove. I think even Johnson coming back, playing his 200, so he'll be up for that one as well. Um, yeah, Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, I've gone against you guys, and I've picked Cronulla. Cool. Um, Newcastle Knights versus the Manly Seagulls to round up the games. Ponga's back. Best is back. So big boost for, for Newcastle. And uh, Manly, I think they're unchanged. Um Manly, yeah, we talked about it before. Unbelievable. Uh, Newcastle, you think those ins will give will give them a massive boost and make this a good game? Yeah, definitely strengthen their back line, something that they've been lacking throughout the year, especially with the best in Ponga not having as many games as they'd like. Um, I think Peace still being out has really hurt them and sort of um, you know, impacted their leadership around the park. Um, and, you know, Kurt Mann, I feel, needs that leader. Their forwards probably haven't been too, too impressive. You know, Saifidi and Clemmer, Frizzell, like I've named you three origin players there. And unfortunately, they haven't been going forward for Newcastle. And they were a team at the start of, uh, start of the year that everyone sort of had big sort of wraps around. And the way they've just taken it on this year hasn't really been up to standard. Um, and then again, Manly, the way they've been playing, Carl Lawton finds himself in the starting second row. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a dummy half on spot and time. Yeah, yeah, was, I was yeah. playing second row. Um, Another Bulldogs player that we've lost. Oh, I don't think he ever played for the Dogs. Did he? He was a du- Bulldogs junior. Junior? Okay. Well, he never. I don't think he ever played in first grade. Under 20s. Under 20s, okay. Actually, um, um, Sirenen's back for Manly, so that's a big boost on the bench. Yes. <coughs> yeah, they, they have a lot of strike. It's a strong pack by Newcastle's pack, man. You look at it and, man, you got probably three potential... Origin players there, Saifidi, Clemmer, Frizzell. Yeah. Braley's really good. Fitzgibbon does the job. Barnett's really good. Like, there really is no excuse in that sense. And, no. again, you're right. Their direction is not there. But, surely, they've got something in them, man, to make this a game. It has to be. And then you got the other Saifidi coming off the bench. you got Watson coming off the bench. Like, they have players there to win games. And the fact that they're not winning it is just... So confusing. Like, what's yeah. going on at that club? Yeah. I just feel like Clemmer hasn't been the same since he left. The no, dogs. No way. Hasn't he's, been as he's, good. He's never really found his form at um, Newcastle yet. No so way. It's a shame. Yeah. Lucky there's no refunds on players, eh? <laughs> Manly for me, just. 
Yeah, I've gone mainly too. Um, I've gone mainly, but it's not just. It's going to be a big scoring line. Can you give us a number? I'm going to say 30. All right. You love that number 30. Common number. Um, yeah. All right. That's the games, Benny. It's that time again. Your big segment. And, we've, you know, we've added another dimension to your segment. Rumours. Because I know you've got a lot of rumours hiding somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so, um, this week, I was out and about at Narrabeen. Narrabeen oh. Sports and Recreational Facilities. For the Manly Seagulls. Ah, that's the seventh club you've been at this year. Yeah. There's, I'm hoping to be at all the Sydney clubs. but By the end of the year. By the end of the year. Only three to go. Only three only, to go. Only three to go, but I don't think I'll get there. So, another one of my players that I've treated have scored. So, thank you, Ruben Garrick. Woo! You know what, bro? We've got to, we've got to take that. you you got to let us know who's next, bro, because, you know, you got the magic touch, mate. got the magic touch here. So... On the Sunday, I was back out north, so at North Sydney Oval. Got um, approached by a Daily Telegraph um, reporter <laughs> asking about a certain Bulldogs player. Uh-huh. Dory Flanagan, I got you covered. How was that? Uh, um, it was pretty good. I just told him uh, he's got the week off. Nice. He's on annual leave. So you're now, that's it. Daily Telegraph finds you now, that's it. Yeah, they say anyone wearing a, a Mounty shirt with the Bulldogs emblem. And they're willing to ask questions. There must have been 20 people wearing Mounty shirts there. In nah, there stuff. And they, no, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. I was the only one. You must have bloody stood out then. I must be listening to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, something, mate. You'd hope they're listening. Say so what? What'd you tell them? It's on annual leave. That's it. Don't give them nothing, man, yeah? Nah. All right, they want something, they pay us. Yeah. They pay you. Also, the rumour has it that there's a certain Bulldogs forward... <laughs> Heading to out west next year uh-huh. to play on the same side as his brother or with his brother. Okay. We can't reveal names, can we? No, we can. Why okay, not? go. Why not? Uh, Ogden. Ogden. I think yeah. Ogden. Because his brother played the Tigers. Yeah, he does. <coughs> What's his name? I have no idea. <laughs> 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 Didn't do my research there. <laughs> but yeah, you got that rumor that might be yeah. Fair. Yeah. I mean, good luck with that. Um, good luck. That's, that's all I got this week. Not bad, Ben. Not bad. Now we're getting a few more rumors. We have got an inside scoop as well to Manly's treatment of Tom Trebojevic. Um Yeah, no, mate. It's very, very educational. We appreciate that. Hey, you're gonna be on TV this week, aren't you? Yeah, Penrith Stadium. Uh, Mounties are playing Penrith. On a Fox League game. You'll be fine in every camera there, huh? Uh, no, no. I'll be like literally standing behind um, the players. <laughs> so I'll be hiding. Yeah, that's funny. He always manages to find the camera, doesn't he? Oh, they love it. They, they love the it. Camera, the camera finds me. Ah, that's the one, Ben. Thanks, mate. Ah, right, boys, thank you. Another good podcast. Thanks, um, boys. No worries. Enjoy the footy. See you next week. See you. See you. Bye-bye.